0: We've become bored with watching actors give us phony emotions. We're tired of pyrotechnics and special effects. While the world he inhabits is, in some respects, counterfeit, there's nothing fake about Truman himself.
1: We're not that much different from Truman Burbank, the protagonist and unwilling star of The Truman Show. We lead boring, mundane, repetitive lives outside the bounds of our own control, and we often come face to face with adversity, born of a world so driven by artifice it becomes incredibly hard to tell what's real and what's not. We're all, in effect, trying our best to make some sense out of reality. Truman however doesn't have that luxury, in fact he's at the whim of a conspiracy so vast and insidious It makes the likes of Alex Jones look like Mr. Rogers. I will eat my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'm just going to be honest. The thing I find most fascinating about The Truman Show is how it exists as a document relevant to our modern sensibilities when it comes to our media-centric culture. From our obsession with celebrity and reality TV, to the wave of social influencers and internet stars, Truman exists as the first, a figure who was born with the sole purpose of entertaining the masses. A figure whose reach spreads across the entire globe, but whose person can only travel as far as the waters of Sea Haven, Florida will let him. As the first baby ever to be owned by a corporation, Truman's every waking moment has been recorded, documented, and broadcasted to billions around the world, all without his knowledge or consent. It's a 30-year-long ruse that not only exists to Truman as the only conceivable reality, but is hell-bent on curbing Truman's behavior to maintain the show's familiar stasis. Whether it be by giving him a fear of water through the traumatic simulation of his father's death, or by making travel in this world seem even more dangerous, or by having everyone in Truman's simulation actively talk him down from dreaming bigger than his neighborhood, Truman is a prisoner to his world in more ways than even he initially realizes. A prisoner to the machinations of the mind of the leader who runs the whole show, Christoph.
0: I have given Truman the chance to lead a normal,
1: Despite these efforts, Truman has an inherently explorative nature. He's inquisitive in ways that the people around him not just aren't, but simply don't need to be. After all, they're all in on the joke. And as the edges of the world of the simulation begin to break at the seams, Truman begins to become more cognizant of just how restraining his Sea Haven life really is. Just how weird the people around him act and behave. And so, like many during a crisis of reality, He desires escape
0: you're soaked where have you been i
1: figured we can scrape together
0: eight thousand every time you and marlon get together we can bum around
1: the world for a year on that
0: and then what truman we'd be where we were five years ago you're talking like a teenager
1: well maybe i feel like a teenager
0: we have mortgage payments truman we have car payments what we're just going to walk away from our financial obligations adventure I thought we were going to try for a baby. Isn't that enough of an adventure?
1: That can wait. I want to get away.
0: See some of the world! Explore! You want to be an explorer. This'll pass.
1: In the same way cartoons will run for several seasons with its characters stuck in the same loop, never really changing permanently over the course of years and years of episodes, The Truman Show operates with this level of artifice and repetition in mind. Over the course of 30 years, the show's creators have worked tirelessly in conceiving both ways to keep Truman on the island and keeping him from discovering the true nature of his reality. His life on a daily basis is fairly simplistic, repetitive to an almost exhausting extent. I said before that our own lives often mirror Truman's in certain ways, but unlike Truman, our reality isn't nearly as controlled. The sheer randomness and probability of the universe allows us to, on occasion, break from the boring and the mundane, if only for a moment, and experience that which is truly novel. Truman's life seems to be devoid of this entirely. In a lot of ways, the life he leads seems even more boring than our own. A controlled life. A life that punishes him for pushing the simulation to its limits. A life with no true Why control. Why do you think that uh, Truman has never come close to discovering the true nature of his world until now
0: we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented it's as simple as that i have given truman the chance to lead a normal life the world the place you live in is the sick place sea haven is the way the world should be
1: he's not a performer he's a prisoner look at him look at what you've done to him
0: he could leave at any time if his was more than just a vague ambition, if he was absolutely determined to discover the truth, there's no way we could prevent him.
1: We often feel as though the world has it out for us, that it revolves around us and simultaneously seeks to destroy us specifically. Christoph is Truman's god, the arbiter of his fate and the architect of his world. One of the things I find most fascinating about Kristoff's sort of mental framework is how he describes Truman's show in comparison to other works of television. He portrays Truman's show as being as real as reality TV gets. Truman's actions are unscripted. His interactions and reactions are all his own. Where else can you get that? A reality show whose plot isn't determined by producers whispering into the main character's ear, but by something far more natural. That's the space in which we are met with the most oxymoronic of conclusions. Despite Truman as a protagonist being more real than anything else on TV, his reality itself is artificial. And I think this speaks to our competing desires to seek out media that comes from a place of genuine emotion and human feelings, but also wanting that content to be surprising separate itself from our own preconceived notions and expectations. Kristoff's masterful ability to instill this in the hearts and minds of audiences around the world, in effect, makes him a magician, and we as the audience witnessing the spectacle performed live, whether we like to admit it or not, often enjoy being fooled. What's constantly being manipulated in Truman's world and in our own world is the very notion of the truth. And in the concluding moments of The Truman Show, when Kristoff finally speaks to Truman directly, he puts this notion of truth into perspective. Listen to me, Truman.
0: There's no more truth out there than there is in the world I created for you. Same lies, the same deceit, but in my world, you have nothing to fear. Know you better than
1: you know yourself. We are in a golden age of media, a golden age of content. All glued to one screen or another, all trying to find some escape from our cruel reality. And I think we like to see ourselves as being truth seekers, able to ascertain what's real and what's fake, immune to falling victim to a ruse most obvious. I think it's also a wonder why we often find a lot of joy at other people's expense. The misgivings and mistakes of characters on screen, whether they be real or fictional, provide escape from the misgivings and unfortunate parts of our own lives. The purpose of Truman's life isn't for it to be lived out for his own sake, but for our sake, with a usefulness that only extends as far as his entertainment value goes. It's the reason that when he finally escapes his prison and the show goes off the air, the world that had watched him so closely for 30 years is able to simply flip the channel and watch something, anything else. In effect, Truman has ran his course. It makes me wonder just how complicit we are as audience members when it comes to consuming content that is made at the expense of others. In our search for stories and works that are truthful and deep and meaningful, we too easily are fooled by subterfuge that proclaims to be the same. Our consumption knows no bounds, and often if it looks good or it feels good, We tire quickly of asking any further questions, of uncovering the true nature of things, slipping backwards into our comfortable, familiar fantasies, when the truth is just within eyeshot. Mind Theater is produced and written by me, E.O. Aking Bade, in collaboration with Muckraker Media. To subscribe, look for Mind Theater on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For updates on the show and upcoming episodes, follow Mind Feeder Pod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. In case I don't see ya.
0: Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.